This is Kim, and welcome to the 77th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, please leave me a review and share it with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at the Relationship Center on Facebook and Instagram. Today, I have a very special guest, Anthony Frere, who's a see, licensed mental health counselor, a national certified counselor, and a certified clinical mental health counselor. He's got lots of credentials. He's also the clinical director of the Soho Center for Mental Health Counseling, an organizational consultant and an adjunct professor at New York University, where he teaches mental health counseling in the applied psychology department. Mr. Frere is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post, New York Times, and New York Post on issues related to mental health. Welcome, Anthony, and thanks so much for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Terrific. Are you ready to jump right in? Yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. So just for our um, for our audience to know that I have done some mental freedom training with Anthony and he really took to it like a fish in water. And I wanted him to come on the podcast and be able to speak about his experiences. So um, could you let our audiences know um, what kind of impact mental freedoms had on you? Sure. Uh, well, I came to you because uh, I've been used to having a lot of control in my life. Uh, and that control uh, was probably a bit more than I needed, uh, which created all sorts of issues from interpersonal relationship issues to just created a lot of anxiety and anger uh, within me. And so um, I, you know, at the recommendation of a friend, uh, decided to reach out to you and yeah, I have to say, like, a, I, I did take, I, I did take to it like a fish to water. Uh, it really has um, made a huge impact in my life. Uh, and like anything, you know, I have to keep practicing it, but uh, there's a remarkable difference. So how do you know it's had a positive impact on your life? <sighs> um, I know this, uh, uh yeah, I'll share a lot about myself. Okay. So I, I know this because uh, people want to be around me more. Uh, and I think that is the biggest um, evidence that it worked. Uh, and so, I, and I can specifically talk about my best friend and colleague who, um, you know, we actually were roommates for 14 years. So we were used to being around each other for long periods of time and we vacation together, but he's definitely someone who likes his space. And so he, he's someone who chooses when carefully chooses when to um, hang out and for how long. Uh, and I found that right after our training, after I think the, probably after the first training, all of a sudden we were like having lunch and dinner, like every single day for like three weeks. And I said to him, I was like, this is like, this is kind of interesting that you are, <laughs> you know, you're always calling me to have lunch and dinner. And he's like, well, yeah, you're easier to be around. And I was like, oh, like big light bulb moment for me. Uh, so clearly it changed something about my personality that, um, that made people want to be around me more. Very cool. So have you been able to apply mental freedom to your life? And if so, can you give us some specific examples of that? Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely have applied it to my relationship with my immediate family. 
uh, I, I, before mental freedom, I was uh, very quick to anger or get anxious or, you know, try to control what they were doing. Uh, and, um, and yeah, it's been, the telephone conversations have been nicer. They haven't, you know, haven't felt the need to correct them or, or make them do certain things in a way to, uh, to soothe my anxiety about what's going on in the world today. Uh, and so I think I've had a much more beautiful relationship with them. Uh, and, you know, more recently, there was a tragedy in my family. My, um, uh, my cousin uh, killed himself, uh, committed suicide mm. uh, back. And I had, um, I had the opportunity to sit with this family and sort of really talk to them about how that might have been, you know, the best choice for him in the moment. Um, sorry, that rang. Uh, I was able to sort of sit with the family and, and sort of have this conversation with them about how this might have been the best choice that he knew how to make in the moment. Uh, and, and, you know, the kind of pain he must have been in in order to be able to make this kind of choice, right? Uh, and that seemed to help them uh, and myself sort of process uh, what happened uh, a little differently than we probably normally would have in the past. Uh, and then even more recent, uh, last Saturday, my offices were involved in a five alarm fire <laughs> with 200 firefighters. Wow. Uh, building next door burned down and we had a ton of smoke damage to our offices. And it's about the last thing I needed uh, <laughs> in my life at the moment. And I have to say, like, I did not get anxious for a minute. I didn't get angry. I didn't get overwhelmed. I was just like, okay, like, this is what happened. Um, and, um, and I, I didn't, I, oh, and, and this was a big deal. I let my insurance lapse by accident. So we weren't covered. And normally I would, I would have been very hard on myself and on my partners and been like, you know, why am I the only one who has to, you know, why am I the one responsible for making sure the insurance policy is intact? Why do I have to pay it all the time? Why do I have to do all the admin stuff? You know, why, 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 right? Like, or I have to, I have to, I have to. And in this particular moment, I, I didn't do the I should haves or I, I had to, or, I, you know, I just said, okay, it happened. Uh, and, uh, and this is the damage and we can pull together and get this done and it's okay. Like I, I let the insurance lapse because in at the at the moment it was during the pandemic when I was supposed to um, when I was supposed to renew the insurance. You know what? I did the best I could in that time. I was trying to take care of patients. I was trying to take care of employees, making sure everyone was getting paid and had a job. And I couldn't do it all, and that's okay. Well, that that really sounds miraculous, even to me knowing the kind of descriptions you talked to me about prior to are getting involved. So that is a very different choice that you made. That's amazing. Have you been able to apply what you learned about mental freedom to help others? Yes. So um, on two levels, well, three levels, you know, I'm um, definitely, I, I think the quality of my teaching has increased uh, when I teach these supervision uh, internship courses uh, and I'm listening to my students talk about their clients at their sites. Uh, just really just basic stuff, just having them understand or teaching them that um, uh, the five basic needs and, and, you know, people having a high need for significance or joy or, or power uh, or connection, uh, I think really resonates with a lot of 
my students, uh, and in and in turn, it helps them judge their clients less. So there's something that we do when we're baby therapists, and you're still in that judgy stage. Uh, and I think it's helped them, you know, help them pass that, uh, and just understanding that all their clients are doing the best that they can, and, and at the moment that they're doing it, even if we don't necessarily think their behavior is healthy. Uh, I think that's really helpful. I think also supervising my employees, that's been helpful to them. But with my own clients, I have to say, uh, you know, we, we, a lot of therapists get to this point where you're just doing maintenance with clients and they're just coming in and they're kind of like just telling you about whatever because nothing, they're just waiting for something major to happen in their life. <laughs> so, so they keep you around. Uh, and I think we all have that client or client or two that's like that. And I've, I've met, you know, I've managed to take these clients who I've been with for seven, eight, nine years. And, you know, and I'll say something that I normally wouldn't say to them, like, you know, you seem to have a really high need for connection. And maybe some of your behaviors, uh, you know, are around that. And they're like, holy crap, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, they'll think about it. Uh, and so I think it's moved our work along a little further than I think we would have uh, before I started doing this. Wow. And I want to give a shout out to William Glasser because those five basic needs are really his from his his theory he called choice theory. I've just renamed them and it, it, to be a little more modernized than at the time when he created it. So those of you who know choice theory will recognize the similarities of those needs, but they I, they are I have used different words to describe them. So you know that there's six lessons that we did on mental freedom. I'm wondering um, which one was the one that helped you the most. Do you have one that was uh, more helpful than others? One stand out for you? Uh, I think there was the first, the very first one, I think, I mean, like, you know, I compared it to, um, compare it in my head I compare it to algebra or calculus like I had the right teacher and so I only needed I was really bad in math until I had the right teacher and when they showed it to me it just I just got it and so I felt like you were that right teacher I've been in therapy for 25 years um, and like you were just that right teacher in that moment and it all clicked uh, or a lot of it clicked I won't say all of it um, a lot of it clicked and uh, so that helped me understand myself. And then I don't know which lesson it was. It might have still been the first one. I was going through, in that moment, I was going through something that was a pattern in my life with a friend with an addiction. I think I told you about this and I, I can sort of repeat the story. But, um, you know, he he's someone who's been in and out of recovery for 15 years and, you know, I go through the same thing. <laughs> I went through the same thing with him that I always go through with him, which is he'll call me from rehab after he's been homeless for a certain amount of time, call me from rehab. And I do the whole, you know, like, like all the wrong things. <laughs> but I'll say like, you know, you're such a handsome guy. You had such so much going for you. You're so educated. What the hell are you doing with your life? And you have to get your shit together, like all of that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, and what was really nice in that lesson that you gave me was helping me understand that his uh, substance use was really um, because I love him as a friend, I wouldn't want to take away the one thing that makes him uh, feel better. Uh, and that's the best thing that he knows how to do. Forget about judging that drugs are, might not be good for you and for your health and could do all sorts of 
you know, wreck your life and your family life and all that other stuff. But that in the moment, that really is the best he knows to do. And that if he, if we took that away from him, that maybe something worse would happen. Uh, I think that really solidified the whole thing for me uh, and made me understand people as doing the best that they can, even though I might be judging what they were doing, I'm no longer judging what they're doing. I'm more looking at it in terms of that's really all they know how to do. Uh, and so if I'm going to be helpful, I need to replace, I need to help them replace that if they want that, right? Not because I want it, but because they want it. So it sounds like you've found a different level of compassion. Absolutely. hundred percent. And what's so interesting, I, I believe that the more compassion we have, the more helpful we can be. And the more we judge or the more we try to change someone or the more we try to help them, uh, they feel criticized and they feel inferior and they tend to move away instead of moving closer. And when that happens, you lose the ability to influence. So it's like this crazy spiral. We can go down the spiral or we could come up the spiral. And it sounds like you're ascending that spiral to a really cool place. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, simultaneously when that was happening, I had another friend who occasionally, you know, does some bouts of, of substance use and, you know, I actually was having a conversation with him and he, it was quite a shock to me. I had, uh, when I, I, because I've known him for so long, I can, t- I can tell the patterns that might lead up to uh, the relapse. Right. And, uh, and so I was communicating this to him, like, Hey, are you okay? Because I'm noticing all these things. And like, if you need my intervention, if you need me to come over, I'll watch TV with you. I'll do whatever to stop, to stop this, thing from happening. And he told me, he said, you know, you actually triggered it to happen because it's like, you know, you just accused me of doing it. So I might as well go do it. And I thought to myself, wow, that's really powerful. Like I need to stop trying to make him fit into my quality world picture because I might actually be part of the problem here. Right. And so since that's happened, he's actually been able to come to me and say like, hey, like, I know you've noticed the pattern and you haven't said anything to me, but so, like, I would like to watch TV with you tonight because otherwise I might go out and use. And I'm like, okay, I did notice the pattern, but I wasn't going to say anything to you. Like, I am I want it to come from you, right? And so, so, yeah, like, you just don't know the impact you have on people until you know, right? And I think doing this work has helped me understand how I impact people negatively and positively. Uh, and that's been really um, earth-shattering, I have to say sounds like it's opening up new possibilities for you. It's just exciting to watch. So what would you say to the audience? Does mental freedom always work for you? <laughs> no, um, it's a work in progress. Uh, I will say here's I'll, I'll correct my answer. I think mental freedom can always work for you. I do think that it takes some practice, uh, although I took to it really fast Um, you know, I'll get it wrong sometimes uh, and I'll have to remind myself like, hey, (laughs) you know, what are you doing here? Like you're feeling angry right now. You're feeling judgy right now. Like you've 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 forgotten about your mental about the mental freedom piece. And so I will review it back in my head and go, okay, like, yeah, I need to stop right now. You know, I I need to slow down and put into practice what I know works 
uh, for me. But yeah, I'm currently like arguing with a friend right now. And, uh, you know, and I was I was talking about it with a colleague who reminded me that, you know, maybe that um, some people have multiple quality pictures <laughs> uh, and that um, and that sometimes it works for us and sometimes it doesn't and that I'm being triggered by the part that doesn't. Uh, match the quality world picture I have of this person and 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 I'm and I am and I was reacting and and uh, I am processing that right now uh, and I feel I've, I've been processing it all day and so I've been feeling my my anger come down quite a bit and having these thoughts of like okay like she was just too, she was doing the best she could in the moment even though it didn't match my quality world picture of her uh, and I, I you know that's not about me that's about her uh, and so uh, but yeah you know, but I will say uh, the frequency with which that happens has gone down by 99%. So I, wow. I would say it's more effective than a condom. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> To be funny about it, uh, it is more effective for sure. <laughs> that is funny. Do you, do you find it easy or is it hard? Um, I want to be honest. Like I... Uh, most of the time I find it very easy. I am one of those people who once I get it and incorporate it into my life, I just live it. Uh, but I will say in this particular case, if I get stuck in something where I haven't like used it right away, it takes a little bit of work to calm down and, and put it in, you know, put, put all the pieces together and, and, and accept that. Like, you know, sometimes you just want to be like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I just want to be mad at this person, right? I just, I just want to be mad. But um, but the truth is, I don't want to be mad at her, uh, and uh, and I do want to understand her better. And so, um, so I would say, on a scale of one to ten, it's a nine easy, unless you're stuck in something where you're being stubborn and you're and you're going back into your old patterns, and you really have to take a look at yourself and say, is this the person I want to be? You know, is this the person I want to be with these values that judge people and get angry at them? And, and the truth is, I don't want to be that person. So I just have to go back to mental freedom and apply what I learned. And, and, and then it becomes a little easier. Wow. It just, it's so great to talk to you after you've been through all of the sessions and to hear all of the ways that it's helped you in your life. I mean, you've shared some of these all along as we've worked together, but there are some things I'm hearing about for the first time. So uh, that, that's really, it's really good for me to hear those things. So thank you for that. This is a relatively new endeavor for me. So it's always great to hear that it's, it's working the way that I think that it will with, with people. So thank you for being willing to share your experiences with the audience. I'm um, just wondering if you have any last thoughts or any last things you'd like to say. Oh, of course I want to say, you know, it's worth, it's worth trying it out. You know, it's worth trying to uh, figure out a different way to live your life. If you find yourself being, if you find yourself being someone who's reactive or is having some interpersonal issues, or you find yourself judging people or, uh, or, you know, I, I mean, I have clients, so I can talk about some of the common patterns I see in people, which is relationships. You always, I mean, you go into these relationships, you know who people are and yet you want them to be something else. And that is, just 
<laughs> just um, you're just barking up the wrong tree, uh, you know. And so I've had different language I've used to work with those people. I always say things like, oh, so like, when did so-and-so become this guy that you don't like or this woman that you don't like? And they're like, oh, no, he's always been that way. And I'm like, oh, OK, so you you thought you'd have some magic wand. And once you married him, you, you could change him or, you know, and, and they're like, oh. But the truth is, yeah, they have, you know, in, in, in our, in now these new terms, right, they have this quality world picture of someone and then that person doesn't match and, and it causes all sorts of friction. And, and so I think if you're someone like that, someone who is reactive and is, and is always wanting someone else to change, this is for you uh, because it'll just save you a lot of grief, a lot of, a lot of anger, a lot of emotions that really occupy too much of your of your brain, too much space that you could be using for something else. Yeah. I also find those emotions that occupy our brain often, if they're there long enough, can translate into some serious medical problems too. So it really can be helpful to get a handle on those things um, earlier rather than later. Agreed. So if anybody listening would like to get in touch with you, do you have, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can either um, email me at info at com, or you can just call me 917-592-2345. And I'm happy to uh, talk to anybody who wants to call. Terrific. Thanks so much for being with us, Anthony. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you'll join me next week for our last podcast of the season. I have two very special guests to round out the topic of mental freedom and our second season. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then.